Good morning, my confident queens. It's your confidence cheerleader, Kiri, coming at you with another incredible interview from our badass mompreneurs, ready to give their best tips, tricks, and stories to finding and creating the most confident you. Let's get into it. All right. Good afternoon, Gina. Hi. How are you? How's it going? I am doing so good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I was like ecstatic and excited and hopping up and down when you invited me. Well, I love everything that you post to Instagram and I feel like you and I connect on so many different levels and have like developed this relationship and friendship over time. So I was like, man, I gotta get her on some sometimes. So I was very excited to interview just your message that you spread all over Instagram and everything. I'm happy to support you in all of your endeavors as well. So I could, couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much for being here. So do you want to just kind of start us out by introducing yourself for those who don't know you? Sure. Um, so I'm Gina. I am a mom of four and we homeschool and I have been doing that for about 15 years. So um, it took me a little bit to get into the groove of who I am. And when I had a lot of trial and error with that, and that's kind of why I started down my journey and my path to being an empowerment coach. And I really focus heavily on mindset. And it took me a little bit to get to the point where I wanted to see who exactly I wanted to work with. But when I kind of stopped and asked myself, what has my struggle been the whole time? I, uh, I realized that I really want to work with moms because it's really hard as a mom to focus on your own identity and you lose yourself over time. So like I said, my oldest is going to be 15 and that's a long time to losing who I was and in a way finding out who I am now because maybe I don't want to be who I was. So I want to help other moms who are struggling with that. And that's basically the gist of my business. I love it. Well, and you're so good at it. And I think it's super important when we're looking at starting a business to see where we ourselves have struggled and like where our growth has been. Cause I think that like kind of pinpoints where we can serve others too. Right. For sure. It's important to have that connectivity because I don't know how, how else to put this, but it's like when you go to like a male gynecologist and they tell you how something is supposed to feel and you're like, I don't know how you know that. (laughs) But when you want to work with somebody who you know exactly where they're at and you know exactly where they can get to it's just this overwhelming urge to serve and that's kind of where I'm at now absolutely I love that well and I think it's crazy cool that you know a lot of us moms who like feel like we've lost ourselves somewhere will typically like return to work for some time for ourselves or something else but you've been able to like take you know 
yourself and find yourself again, even without like necessarily returning to work outside of your home, but like developing businesses for you and being able to homeschool your kids at the same time. So I applaud you and everything you're doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's definitely been a lot of trial and error. And there has been like, the path does not go like this at all. It is not a straight line. It is definitely a little bit of ups and downs and hiccups and back steps. But you know, I think that it comes with everything else. You know, there's no handbook to life. So we have to figure out what's going to work best for us. And the biggest thing is not resisting it and being open to new ideas and trying out new things and accepting when it doesn't work and tr trying again. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Well, and part of your journey that you talk about and like those mind shift changes and um, you know, just changing the way that we think about ourselves. I know that you went through an eating disorder. How did that impact you and kind of your journey? I have struggled with an eating disorder for a really long time, but it wasn't consistent. I struggled with an eating disorder in high school. I struggled with an eating disorder after school, and I struggled with an eating disorder in, be in between my last baby to now. I want to say that it it goes away, but it, I feel like it doesn't. And it took me a long time to decide I wanted to end that. And what that took was hitting rock bottom and getting to the real root of what was causing me to have this struggle. And a majority of it was pressure from the outside and you know, the idea that because I was a mom, I needed to get my body back was a really big pressure point. And so I struggled with it for different reasons, but a lot of it, when it comes down to it is like a control and it was something that I could control. And so having the outside opinions from others who would say, oh, you look so good, uh, keep going. You look so, so much better now, or just little comments here and there, it only fed into that control. And um, I definitely had to do a lot of the wrong things before I figured out that this was not working. And uh, I, I had to work on the real root cause of it, which wasn't, it was from traumatic events in the past. And uh, it took a lot of mental work, a lot of mental shifts to get to where I could accept who I was as a person outside of this pressure. Yeah. Definitely. I feel a lot of those, you know, same things that you have felt. There's so much pressure from outside of ourselves to, you know, look good. And as a mom, we've all heard that, oh, you'll bounce back after having a baby. Like, it's just baby weight. You can take it off, you know, with breastfeeding, right? <laughs> and exercise and all of these things. Um, that definitely didn't work for me. Breastfeeding yeah. did not lose. I did not lose weight. <laughs> Most of us don't, honestly. I don't even know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like every woman at some point has struggled with body image. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, personally for me, I was 
you know, a college cheerleader. So I was, you know, about this big around when I was in college and when I first like met my husband and then I got married and then I moved around and then I started working full time and then I had kid and all of these different things. And like my life fluctuated hugely between then and now. And I struggled with that for a really long time. But at some point I just had to realize that, you know, my body does not define me as a person or, you know, the confidence that I can have either. So how did you work through that mental shift of like being reliant on everybody else and their opinions of you and your body into like your own confidence and like pushing past that eating disorder? So I think that for me, okay, the best way I can compare this to is eating disorders are like an addiction. And for a long time, we feel like we have it under control. You know, you start to see the changes and everything is fine. And you're getting all of those confident boosts from the outside opinions when everybody starts noticing until you don't. And it's an addiction up until you get to that point where you realize that you have no control over the situation and you have to make a choice. Are you going to continue to live like this or are you going to do better? And what's hard is that everybody has to get to that point. And for, for me, I got to that point when I was losing clumps of hair and I didn't have the strength to stay awake during the day. I literally fell asleep driving with my children in the car on the highway. And that was a breaking point for me. I knew I was tearing myself apart My husband was very uncomfortable. He would never tell me that he didn't like how I looked, but he was showing me with his body language and the way that he acted that he was not liking the direction that I was going. And I think that it, you know, we all have these certain little parts of us that are our driving forces. And for me as a mom, mine was the fact that my belly had stretched so much in my pregnancy is that I had that mother belly. I have it. And um, looking in the mirror and seeing it every day was just this, like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And I got down to 115 pounds. I'm 5'2". And I was not even barely able to stay awake during the day and all of the other symptoms. And I was like, this is not going away. What is even the point anymore? My health was starting to decline. My doctors were making comments about my health being not so great. And I wasn't confident right away. It took a, a little bit. It, it took a lot of struggle because you know when you get down to that point, you have to go up and it makes, it's, it's harder going up because your brain is so powerful. It's, and my body did exactly what it was supposed to do. And I had to shift my mind from being um, um, like body love, body positivity to more of body acceptance. And I might not be where I want to be, um, but I, again, I'm not scared to drive because I'm going to crash or afraid of food and the calories that it might contain. So it took a long time. It it was definitely a long road. So glad that you've 
kind of moved away from that because of all of those health issues that you were having. Eating disorders are so scary because they can cause so many health like problems. So, yes, for sure. And some things that you you take longer to recover from. It's not like you can just say, "Today I stopped having my eating disorder and I'll be better." It takes about as long as you were in the eating disorder to recover from an eating disorder, so if not longer. Wow, that's so crazy. So what have you done to, and I know you you brought up moving from like body positivity to just like kind of body neutrality. Neutral, yeah, like a body neutral place, which I think is important to say because not everybody is going to go straight from hating their body into body positivity and absolutely loving their body. Like there's gotta be like a work up to that and body neutrality is at least a place that we can start where we're not absolutely hating our body, but we don't exactly love it either. So like, what have you done to kind of work on your confidence in yourself and your body after like recovery? So to be confident in my body, it was as simple as starting to get back to like build a relationship with my body. Uh, I hired a coach and my coach had me do it, has me, has me, I'm still working with her. She has me working on simple tools such as waking up in the morning, taking a shower, looking in the mirror naked and saying like three positive things about my body. and taking the time to rediscover my body through sensual touch. And uh, so I get really, like for me, I get really uh, overstimulated. So something that helps me connect with my body is taking a shower and using like a scrub wash because the scrubbing helps with that desensitizing for my overactive monkey brain. And then I can get out of the shower and rub lotion all over my body. And I I had to become sensual because one of the things about not liking my body is that I lost my sexuality and I didn't want to have that relationship with myself. So I had to uh, rediscover my love for my body. And it was as simple as just getting to know my body and where I'm at right now. Yeah, definitely. Well, and you always... um bring up like your workouts that you do and stuff like that, which is more about just like reconnecting with your body than it is about, you know, working out to lose weight or something else, which I think is really important decision to make. So when I first started out with my career, I wanted to do fitness coaching and I am really passionate about exercise. But I also abused exercise and I see it all over the place. People will reach out to me and they I try to build a connection with them and they like weed through the fluff and they're like, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, well, I know that there's a bigger piece to the puzzle in that situation. And I, I think that it's important for people to understand that, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight, but what is your driving force that makes you want to lose weight? Is it because you have to lose weight because of a medical condition? Are you wanting to lose weight because you think that you don't love how you look right now? Do you want to exercise so that you feel better physically? I I am at that point right now where 
exercise is very important to me, but I want to just feel as best as I can feel. And so I want to help be a driving force that shifts that mindset towards exercises only for massive weight loss. We should exercise because we feel good. And if you have too much on your plate and you just can't fit it in, that's okay. I think that it's important to be flexible and also exercising to feel good and not trying to drive through pain because that's another problem is people will exercise in pain for the simple fact that they just feel like they have to lose weight. So I just want to help spread that message that exercise is supposed to be for health, not for punishment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for people who are struggling through an eating disorder or, you know, body dysmorphia, anything like that, how can we better support them as they're going through it? So it's hard to, it's important to speak up and be there for people if you know somebody is struggling. But one thing that I think that we need to do is stop complimenting on people's bodies and commenting on people's bodies. Um, It doesn't, it doesn't help. I, I think that um, if you know somebody who is struggling and they're not ready to admit that or make that shift and that change, it's important to respect that, but just being there for somebody and reminding them how wonderful a person that they are outside of their looks. And it's a tricky line, but it is something that we can all do. So that's, it's, it's definitely a, a gray area. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the, the big parts there are just like, at, and I think this is for anyone in general, we just want to feel supported and heard and understood. So, De- you know, I think definitely that's the things that we can do. So what, what tips or um, words of wisdom would you give to a woman who might be going through an eating disorder or is just struggling in finding confidence in their own bodies? Something, if I'm working really hard to share my story so that hopefully I can help somebody who is struggling see that change is possible and that, you know, it's okay to not love where you're at right now, but it's important to love who you are and where, you know, where you're at as a person. So it's, I guess I don't know if I have any tips for somebody who, because it isn't so black and white, um, I will continue to spread my message. And I hope that if somebody is seeing my message, that they just feel confident enough to break the cycle and want to seek help. I had to go to professional help before I worked with a coach and that helped a lot, but I just needed more than just talk therapy. So there was a lot involved. Um, I went through a lot of shadow work and 
uh, hypnotherapy type tools. Um, but until somebody is ready to put in that work, it's, it's, it's just a cycle. And, you know, I don't know. Um, I feel like it all comes down to figuring out the underlying reasoning behind it. Like you were saying, like, what is that driving force that is pushing you to feel like this is your only option? Yes, for sure. It's, um, it's like I said, you know, it's like struggling with an addiction. It is an addiction and, you know, something as simple as, or common scene is smoking and somebody is not going to want to stop smoking until they want to stop smoking. And you can do whatever tricks. Um, it's like covering up with a Band-Aid. It's not going to stick until you actually put in the work to stop. You have to want it. And with eating disorder, there is a lot of hiccups there. I, I would love to say that, you know, once you're, you're cured, you're healed, you won't ever do it again, but you probably, you probably will have triggers that come up and the, the struggle is, um, is kind of there, but it, it goes into, well, what is what, why you're here in the first place? You know, why are you struggling in the first place? And once you learn to deal with that stuff, then the triggers for the eating disorder become less and less. And that's how you can be confident that you're doing better and healing. Absolutely. So how has your past and going through this all impacted the way that you think about the future and how you're going to move forward from here? When I think about the past, I, I know that I was struggling a lot and moving forward, I know that I have the resources and the tools now to help myself from getting to that low point. I mean, with, with hope that I don't get to that low point again, I don't, um, like I said, the struggle is always kind of there, but it's changed now it's definitely evolved so I look at my past and I can see where I was just feeling so weak and I felt like I didn't have any other options but now I know that I do have options and I have sought out the help that I needed to be more um, confident in making the changes so that it's like if you want cake for so long, but then you get to that point and you're like, I don't even want cake now. I want pie. That's how I feel like it is. It's changed so much. So, um, it's kind of funny to look back on it because, well, maybe it's not funny, but it's interesting to look back and see that everything that I thought I wanted, isn't even what I want anymore. And it's okay that you don't want it anymore. It's okay to shift, change direction. That's totally okay. We all need to remember that. <laughs> yes, I think we need a little reminder. So that's why I just keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for all that you do. So do you want to tell us where we can find you and more about all of your stuff that you got going on? Sure. Um, I am on Instagram as the Gina Walker right now. And I'm currently working on a project actually that is uh, for moms. It's kind of like the reignited mom 
project that I'm working on, and it's just going to be an eight-week program to help moms who are kind of struggling and unsure and want to start the process of finding themselves again outside of their mother title. And there's a lot in there that has to do with body uh, neutrality and a little bit of working on the root of why they might be struggling, uh, struggling with where they're at or finding themselves again, or, you know, something along those lines. And then it also has a lot of uh, body love principles in there so that, you know, if you are feeling like you just can't juggle where you're at right now with, you know, I want to feel better health, health wise, and I want to uh, feel better mental wise or whatever. There's a lot of tools in there that helps you kind of stop the merry-go-round and walking a different, hopefully more positive path. That's awesome. That sounds like a great resource to use. So um, is that just going to be signed up through your Instagram or where can they sign up for that program? Um, I'm going to start uh, promoting it on Instagram here really soon. Uh, that's pretty much my primary spot for advertising right now. And if anybody had any questions, they can eat, um, private message me on there. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. Wow. Wasn't that a great conversation? I want to thank our guests so much for being here. If you guys found value in this conversation, please like, share, and make sure to follow our guest and me on Instagram and at our websites. And if you are interested in confidence coaching with me and doing some one-on-one, you can go reach out to me on The Confident Mompreneur on Instagram or at theconfidentmompreneur.com. Thank you so much for being here. See you next time.